0: Welcome back, everybody. This is part two of our Develop podcast episode on the Americans with Disabilities Act. And joining me in the studio today is my co-host for today, Deanna Wall, who is a parent and who is also the Division of Services for People with Disabilities Weightless Liaison for the Utah Parent Center. And Deanna, thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed on our podcast for today. We really appreciate it.
1: Oh, Eric, it's so nice to be here and to work with you and to help raise awareness about disabilities. I love it. Thanks for having me.
0: It's my pleasure and I'm really excited to have you with us. So my first question is, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, my name is Deanna Wall. I do work for the Utah Parent Center as the DSPD liaison, weightless liaison. I have a son that has disabilities. He's 26 years old. He's an adult now and I'm his legal guardian, but he's an amazing guy and I absolutely love to help him um and uh i'm married i have other children and it's just been really fun just living here in utah and raising kids and then enjoying the community that's here too
0: that's awesome so my next question is what were you doing when the americans with disabilities act was passed and who told you all about it
1: Very good question. I was in college back in those years and I was working on different trying to decide what I wanted to go into and what taking classes and deciding was this class something that interests me. I knew I wanted to go into something with social services. I was just so passionate to help others and to serve others. And that is when the ADA passed and I heard about it through the news. Um, I was so excited to um, hear that there were benefits coming around for people that were underserved and that had restrictions in life and not able to kind of reach that really best life because of the differences in access and the barriers that existed.
0: That is awesome. So my next question is, how has the Americans with Disabilities Act impacted your son's life and your life and why?
1: Wow, that's, that's a really great question. So with the ADA Act, um, my son is able to be involved in different organizations and in different aspects of life. So for one, I mean, we're so grateful, of course, there's so many different levels of, of disability rights but um, having my son be able to enjoy education and be able to enjoy sports and recreation and all sorts of other acts um, for my son one of the biggest needs that he has is the feeling to belong and when you start with a child young and teach them the skills of howing to build and to create and, and maintain relationships that brings the most happiness to him as an adult. So I was able to put Luke in like little league football, even though he's fully autistic, I'd hire a little football um, guy to kind of follow him around, but he was with a legit Um, little league football team. He did that for five years, and he built the most beautiful relationships with his teammates, and those, those teammates later became his caregivers. They gave him confidence, but that's just one illustration of him being able to participate in something that is more neurotypical, but for him to have accommodations in that type of setting, and it was amazing. It changed lives of those other players. It changed our lives, changed lives of the families that were involved.
0: That is awesome. So, my final question, Deanna, is it has been 32 years since the Americans with Disabilities Act was passed. What things do you still see that need improvement?
1: you know i'm so grateful for everything that's been done and um but there are small things that we as individuals can do it's those teeny tiny steps of opening up our hearts and being friendly to the to, to being inclusive and involving others and to be mindful of what our actions or the choices that we make how it impacts others so it's through the teeny tiny steps that happen but more importantly um i i i serve families that really have desperate needs and they qualify for disability services but there's not any money or funding out there and they're sitting there in just limbo and they they experience tremendous barriers and have no access to basic life elements because the funding is not there to provide those services. It's also a very complex system, the disability system is. I'm getting ready to publish a map of disability services that's a visual map so that my families can understand how to navigate the services and how they interact with one another, the services do. So it's a very complex system to understand. So part of that, is in education, in advocating, in working with families one-on-one. And it's also remembering that through our small, tiny steps, we really can make a difference. Um, it's, It's quite profound. We don't need to go into people's homes and do a big makeover show. It's those teeny tiny steps of teaching them how to this skill or that skill or plugging them into housing or plugging them into all sorts of other different facets of life that help everybody have a good life for everybody.
0: I agree with you on that one, Deanna. And Deanna, thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed today. We really appreciate it. And just a reminder, folks, stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, to part two of our developabilities podcast episode for today on the Americans with Disabilities Act, and we're still on the parents' perspective episode. And for those who don't know me, but for those who do, my name is Eric Stoker, I'm the information specialist for the Utah Development Disabilities Council. And we got and we got this we got this really cool episode for you guys to listen to today. So joining me here in the studio is we have my good friend Mindy, who is with the Utah Parent Center, and I get to talk to her today about the parents' perspective from the Americans with Disabilities Act. So, Mindy, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be recorded. We really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: It's my pleasure. So, my first question is, tell us a little about yourself.
2: Um. Well, I am a parent of two kiddos with an autism spectrum disorder um ages six and four years old so we are pretty new to this journey of um advocacy and um new to the disability community um excited to be here (laughs) it's actually been a blessing i say every single day that my child my son that has brought us on this journey has um made me a better person um has taught me a lot about um human interaction in general, you know, which is really great and has taught me me a lot about disabilities um, as a whole and the community as a whole. And um, it's something that I'm very passionate about, something that I um, love being a part of and grateful to be a part of and honored to be a part of. And um, yeah, and then having a, a career that also surrounds, Um, myself with individuals in the community is also been a major blessing
0: that's awesome so my next question is what were you doing when the Americans with Disabilities Act was passed and who told you all about it
2: (laughs) well when the Americans with Disabilities Act passed I was not even a twinkle in my parents um, Mm -hmm. eyes I wasn't born yet I was born in 1992, and if I remember correctly, ADA passed in 1990. Um, So it hadn't even been a thought in my brain until um, two years ago. To be completely honest, Um, like I said before, my son was diagnosed with autism. I had no idea what ADA was. I had no idea what Section 504 was. I, the only person I had in my family that had had a disability, um, I hadn't been as involved, so I had no idea.
0: (laughs) No worries. So, um, my next question is, how has the Americans with Disabilities Act impacted your son's son and daughter's lives and why?
2: That is a great question. It's impacted them for the better in obvious ways. Um, they now get to learn how to be, um more involved in their community um, kiddos like them not that long ago and when i say not that long ago in my lifetime um, in most of our lifetimes would have been institutionalized um, something that carries heavy in my heart is myself having very mild mental health um concerns mental health issues i should say depression, anxiety, I would have also been institutionalized. Um, Something that we have learned to um, cope with in our own homes is, I, I couldn't even imagine having my son somewhere else other than next to me for his entire life. I couldn't even imagine him being institutionalized with all of the skills and intelligence Um, that he has. And especially my daughter too. I I could not even imagine. So those um, families that have more severe kiddos than mine, I can only imagine how they feel as well. My kiddos are pretty well off. They've got a good set of skills. They've got a very bright future. And um, without ADA, I cannot even imagine what their life would be like right now. They would not be in a general education classroom, that's for sure. They would not be the happy, um, thriving kids that they are in society right now without ADA passing.
0: That is true. So my last question is, it has been 32 years since the Americans with Disabilities Act was passed. What things do you see that still need improvement?
2: Oh, that's a loaded question, Eric. (laughs) Um, In my line of work, I have exposure of a lot of things that I feel in my personal opinion are wrong with the system that needs to be changed. Um, I feel like we don't have enough time for me to go over every single one of them. (laughs) No worries. Um, But one of the major things that I think that needs to tackle as far as a nation goes, not even just on a state level, um, nationwide is there needs to be more of acceptance. There needs to be more awareness um, and inclusion for these kiddos. One of the things I will say that kind of bothers me as a parent is when I tell others that I have a child on the spectrum or even recently um Journey got diagnosed and now I have two kiddos on the spectrum and the first thing that I get told is I'm so sorry and that's one of those those um remarks that really bothers me because I I want to go I'm sorry for you (laughs) I'm sorry you don't have these kiddos in your life. I'm sorry you don't have somebody to test you and to teach you um, to be a better version of yourself than you can be. And I think that we need to change that perspective that just because you have a child with a disability, it doesn't need to be a negative thing. It's quite literally the best thing that has ever happened to me. Um, And I think, once we get acceptance, then we can start the other things that fall along behind that. It's a domino effect, but we got to get acceptance out there first and let people know we are here. We are proud and we can do things just like you.
0: That is true, Mindy. So I want to say thank you, Mindy, for being a part of our episode today. We really appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's my pleasure. And coming up next folks, stay tuned. We got part three with professionals coming up next. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss it.